If you have a Bible, would you take it and turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, as we continue to walk through the Lord's Prayer together here in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, we've slowly been taking uh, one petition at a time, and we've arrived at the fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. I want us to begin by reading this together. And so if you have a a Bible, if you have an ESV Bible, that's the the version that we'll read from. If you don't, you can grab your bulletin and it's it's there on the front. Um, And as we have been doing for the past few weeks, we want to read this together. So let's read uh, God's word from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. It begins, Jesus says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We got to talk about that soon, right? That last part. Two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you've experienced this. You, you find yourself in need of something. Maybe it's a, a favor from someone or you need to borrow a tool or you just need someone to lend you a hand with a project. However, the, the person that you need help from or that you need this thing from is someone that you haven't talked to in a really long time. And so when you, you call and talk to them, you feel you feel obligated to kind of catch up and see how they're doing before you ask for what you need. Have you ever experienced that? Or is it just me? Uh, Now, some of that is just sort of politeness and manners, and there's nothing wrong with politeness and and manners in life. But I think the danger is that we could be disingenuous, that we would just kind of go through these external motions of of relationship without our hearts being in them. We would pretend like we care when we really don't. We just want to get something from that person. When we're moved to prayer, it's often because of a a specific need or a specific desire that we have. We're compelled to pray because of a, a relationship tension that we're facing or a temptation that we feel. And then we look at the Lord's Prayer and we feel like we, we need to jump through a few hoops of religious politeness before we actually ask for what we need from the Lord. Hopefully, though, given our three previous sermons, we can see that these first three petitions of the Lord's Prayer are not relational hoops that we're supposed to jump through so that we can get on to asking for our needs. Instead, hopefully we've seen that these are are formational petitions that mold our hearts into conformity with God's heart. A longing for God's name, for God's kingdom, and for God's will may not be our initial motivation for prayer. But they, they, these, these prayers help to, to shape our hearts around God's desires first. They help us to submit our will to his will. They help us to look for his glory first. These prayers then change how we ask for our needs, uh, how we talk about our relationships to the Lord, how we ask for him to help us to grow in holiness. So, so these first three petitions, just to be clear as we move into the second half here, they're, they're not intended to keep us from asking for what we need, but rather to, to shape those requests. And then the fourth, fifth, and sixth petitions of the Lord's Prayer make it clear that, that our basic 
needs, our necessities, our desires, that they, they are real and they are valid and the Lord wants us to bring those to him. They are things that our Father wants us to ask him for. The prayer's focus, therefore, is switching. It goes from, from your as the primary word, your glory, your kingdom, your will, referencing God's concerns, and moving on to our. We express our concerns to our Father. And the first petition in this second half is, give us this day our daily bread. As we consider this petition, I want us to think about some questions. Questions like, um, in this prayer, what are we asking for? What does asking God for our daily bread express? What does it say when, when we're asking for our daily bread? How does this prayer focus our hearts? And how does, it, how does this prayer focus our hearts, especially as we live in this tension of the already and the not yet of God's kingdom? So those are questions hopefully we're going to answer. What are we asking for? What is asking for our daily bread express? Uh, how does this prayer focus our hearts as we live in the already not yet? And with these questions, my hope is that we would see sort of the, the power of this simple prayer and that we would walk away with a better understanding of how we can pray it in our daily lives. And so as we think about those questions, we're just going to walk through as we typically have been the words of the prayer. We'll begin with the words daily bread. So that's point one. Uh, point two is just going to be give. What do we mean? What are we asking for when we say give? And then the third thing that we'll talk about is this day. Just going to walk through it. So the first one is is daily bread. Daily bread, and these words help us answer the question: What are we asking for? Is this prayer for literal bread? If you're like me, then you would agree that a, a daily gift of bread would be a wonderful thing. If you'd like to bring fresh bread to my house every day, that's fine with me. Uh, Jacques Pepin, who is the great French chef, who's probably made and tasted some of the best dishes in the world, said at age 75, the greatest thing of all is bread and butter. If you have extraordinary bread and extraordinary butter, it's hard to beat bread and butter. I agree with Jacques. Um, but is, is it simply bread that Jesus is speaking of here? In one sense, we, we actually could say yes. There, there are some deeper ways to think about bread, but I, I believe that, that Scripture would give us warrant for thinking about those things. But at the, at the heart of this prayer is simply asking God for physical bread, which extends to, to food and provision of all kinds. Martin Luther said that bread was a symbol for everything necessary for the preservation of this life. Everything necessary for the preservation of this life, like food, a healthy body, good weather, house, home, wife, children, good government, and peace. John Stott adds that, that bread also seems to focus on necessities rather than luxuries. So, so we might simply say that this is a prayer for our daily needs with a special emphasis on the physical, tangible things that we require. So if we want to know what to ask for in this prayer, we might simply consider what we need to survive each day. So I want to ask you, and I want a few responses, okay? What are the things necessary for us to simply live each day? What are the things that you need to live each day? What comes to your mind? Food. Food. Amen. Water. Air. We need breath. What? Clothes. Very good. Shelter, internet, thank you, Mark, appreciate that, yeah, no one said coffee, no, 
Okay, yeah, so food, clothing, shelter, breath, jobs, health, a really good Wi-Fi signal, yeah. No, these, are, these and other things are, are what we often call our basic necessities, right? And as we come to the Lord, these, these are the things that we're asking for. As you, as you meditate on this prayer in your daily life, you might just take time to list what you need to survive. And even if you feel like you already know where those things are going to come, for, come from, we're, we're asking the Lord to be our provider in each of these areas. So daily bread, it has to do with these necessities. But this takes us from, from daily bread onto our next word, and that word is, is the simple word, give. We're coming to God and we're saying, God, we need you to give this to us. Have you ever been shopping online and, and you're looking everywhere for something that, just something real specific, and you search and search and search, and you finally find exactly what you're looking for, and you're really excited, except you find out that this website no longer has it in stock. <laughs> and, and at that point, there's, there's no point in ordering what you need from them because they can't give you what you need. When we ask God to give us our daily bread, it's a petition that, that actually ties us back into the opening words of this prayer, our Father in heaven. Because in asking God to give us our daily needs, we're saying that he alone is able to give us what we need because he is our Father in heaven. He, he alone has our needs in stock and he has the power to give them to us. And we're also saying that, that he is a loving father who longs to, to bless us. Another part of the Sermon on the Mount gets at these same ideas. Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. Jesus says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if he, his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? That, that word give, it causes us to ask, what does asking God to give us our basic needs express? What does that express about our hearts? We've already mentioned one, which is, is this petition expresses trust in God as our Heavenly Father. What are our hearts expressing when we say, give us this day our daily bread? It expresses trust in God as our heavenly Father. We are affirming that God is powerful and he is loving and therefore he is able and willing to give us everything that we need. The author of Hebrews tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For the one that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So to, to pray this prayer is to believe that God is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder. It, it is to have faith. It, it's a prayer that expresses trust in God as our heavenly father. But the prayer for daily bread also expresses dependence on God. So it expresses trust in God as our heavenly father. When we say, give, give this to me, God, it also expresses dependence on God. A little more interaction. Hey kids, when you when you get hungry, who do you ask for food? Who do, who do you say, can I have some food to? Mom or dad, right? 
Do you have to go to the grocery store by yourself to get your food? No. Do your parents ever ask you, what's for dinner? Do you ever ask your parents what's for dinner? My kids ask that all the time. Um, and if you go to a restaurant, who pays for the meal usually? Hopefully mom and dad, right? That's always a great waiter joke is when they give the, the, the check to a kid, right? Why? Because the kid's not going to pay for the check. The parents are because they are providing. And all of this shows that children are dependent on their parents, specifically with regard to food. And in the same way, God's children, we are dependent on God to provide for all of our needs. I think this is a prayer that flows from a heart shaped by the Beatitudes. It's a heart that is poor in spirit, that is meek, that is hungering and thirsting. It's a prayer that only those who look to God as the source of all will pray. It's a prayer that reminds us that even if we have bread in our cupboards right now, we're still dependent on God for its presence and for its goodness to us. This prayer calls us to see God alone gives and takes away. He alone is the father of lights from whom all goodness comes. He is the fount of every blessing. Of course, all people are dependent on God for all things, whether they acknowledge it or not. But the Christian is the one who acknowledges it and lets it shape him or her. That's the story of the life of George Mueller, the missionary and the founder of orphanages throughout England. He was a man of deep faith and prayer who modeled dependence on God. In his journals, he shared many stories. Uh, He shared this one. George Mueller wrote, One morning, all the plates and cups and bowls on the table were empty. This would be at one of his orphanages. There was no food in the larder and no money to buy food. The children were standing, waiting for their morning meal when Mueller said, Children, you know we must be in time for school. Then lifting up his hands, he prayed, Dear Father, we thank thee for what thou art going to give us to eat. There was a knock at the door. The baker stood there and said, Mr. Mueller, I... I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have bread for breakfast and the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked some fresh bread and have brought it. Mr. Mueller thanked the baker and no sooner had he left when there was a second knock at the door. It was the milkman. He announced that his milk cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage and he would like to give the children his cans of fresh milk so he could empty his wagon and repair it. What a wonderful story. And it's not always that dramatic for us, probably, right? (laughs) But we are dependent on God in the exact same way. And he provides for us with just as much care every single day. Mueller, I think, not only models that we are to pray this prayer for ourselves, but he also tells us that we're to, shows us that we pray it for others. What are we praying? We're praying, give us this day our daily bread. It's a prayer that we offer on behalf of brothers and sisters in Christ around the world and of all people, many of whom live day to day and hand to mouth. We pray for the poor and the hungry and the homeless and the needy that God would be their good father and he would be their provider. And we pray in solidarity with them. We don't say, give them their daily bread. What do we say? Give us our daily bread. Because when one part of the body is hungry, or hurting, we all are. And because whether our needs are visibly met or not, we are all dependent on God's power and love shown to us. 
Now, before we move on to a third reality that this prayer expressed, just quick, two quick clarifications. Uh, asking God for provision doesn't mean that we don't have to work for our daily needs. Asking God for provision doesn't mean that we don't work for our daily needs. Scripture is clear that hard work is necessary, and God usually, most often, provides for our needs through secondary means, like jobs. But we must let our work be done in dependence, recognizing that any blessing that comes from our jobs or from the work of our hands is ultimately from God. And then a second thing is asking God to bless others with these provisions does not mean that we don't give to help others. God bless these people and use someone else. <laughs> it may be that in praying for God to give daily bread to others, we might in fact be moved by his spirit to, to be the answer to, to that prayer ourselves. That, that we would give to feed the hungry or to clothe the naked or to house the homeless or to get water to the thirsty or medicine to the dying. And so as, as we look to God and we say give, we ask him to give us our basic necessities. This prayer expresses trust in him as our heavenly father. It expresses dependence on him. And third, it expresses contentedness in what God gives. It expresses contentedness in what God gives, meaning that we're gonna be content with whatever he decides, however he decides to answer that prayer. In the NIV, Proverbs 30, verse 8 reads this way. It says, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. And Paul says this, 1 Timothy 6, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. To ask God for our daily bread is to say that we will be content with whatever he chooses to give us. And to be content is to recognize, in part, that, that we would have nothing apart from God. We all know that saying that something is better than nothing. And one of my favorites is that beggars can't be choosers. And as Martin Luther asserted in his last words, we are beggars all. This is true. So bread and breath are enough. Necessities are sufficient. And if we recognize who we are apart from God's grace, then we will see that every gift that we receive from our Father is more than we deserve. And when we see that, we'll be content. So as we pray for daily bread, we are, we're compelled, to, we're compelled to, to think about this, this present need that we have. We're compelled towards contentedness and towards dependence and towards trust. But not only do we think about the present, but we can also think about the future. And in that way, I just want to move on to those final words, this day. This day. These words help us to see how this prayer focuses our hearts as we live here and also as we wait for Christ's return. This day is obviously linked to another word in this petition, which is daily. And while they focus on the needs of a specific day, I think they also point us to the future. So we're to pray for this day, but we also pray for daily bread, which causes us to think about this coming succession of days. So we need bread for this specific square on the calendar, but we also need it for the squares that continue to come each day. Even with that hint at the future, though, we should recognize that this is a prayer primarily for the, for the present day. It's not for a, a distant day. 
It's a prayer that's spoken in light of what Jesus says at the end of this chapter. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure sometimes how to respond when people ask how I'm doing in the midst of the coronavirus. How am I doing? I don't know. I usually end up saying something like this. We're taking it a day at a time. And I think this prayer teaches us to do the same thing, to consider the needs that we have, take it a day at a time, and trust the Lord in the midst of it. God's provision of manna for the Israelites, which we read about earlier from Exodus 16, certainly illustrates that point well, doesn't it? As God's people were were forced to trust him for their daily provision, so much so that it was only in preparation for the Sabbath that they were able to take more than was necessary for one day. That will teach you how to trust the Lord. Such an attitude cuts across this hoarding mentality that we've seen expressed more and more in recent days. We're not to be like the rich fool who, who built bigger and bigger barns so that he might have a sense of security founded on his own efforts. Rather, we are to rest in the Lord who will provide all that we need. And God does meet all of our needs, doesn't he? Every single one of them. Because man is not, only the, it, man is not the only image or reference to bread in the, in the scriptures, or even just in Matthew. In Matthew 4, 3, Jesus reminds Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We see the, the feedings of the 4,000 and the 5,000 in Matthew 14 and 15, and we're reminded that God has a miraculous ability to provide for his people. John 6, Jesus says, referencing the manna that he is the true bread from heaven and that those who eat his flesh and drink his blood will truly live. The message is very much the same in the, in the Last Supper, which update, Lord willing, and the shipping comes through, it was out of stock. <laughs> our, uh, we will be taking the, the Lord's Supper next Sunday. That is our hope. But we'll be reminded as we take the Lord's Supper that as Jesus took the bread and the cup, he was saying that they spoke about his body and his blood that are broken and shed for the salvation of his children. Taking all of these images together in the petition from Matthew 6, 11, we can find that this, this prayer calls us to ask our Father not just for our physical needs, but it also helps us to point to our spiritual needs and to pray for present salvation, for daily growth, and for future feasting. Just a brief thought on each of those. Present salvation, daily growth, future feasting. Things we can pray for as we pray the Lord's Prayer in this petition. By present salvation, I'm affirming that, that beyond our physical needs and our physical necessities, our greatest need is new life through faith in Christ. And as we are dependent on God for our daily needs, we are even more so fully dependent on God to give us the bread of salvation. Left on our own, we will die in our sins. We have no hope of providing the bread of salvation for ourselves. But God has sent Jesus, the bread from heaven, to live, to die, and to rise again so that we might be given new life and eternal life through faith in him. And so when we, Lord willing, do take the Lord's Supper together, Next week, we are going to affirm that Jesus is the bread of eternal life. And if he had not given himself, we would be lost forever. 
God's, as God's children, we also need daily growth. And it's the bread of God's word that causes us to grow and mature on a daily basis. It's, it is the, the meat of doing the will of the Father in heaven that will only satisfy us. And so while we're praying that God would meet our daily needs, we're also asking that he would satisfy our souls, satisfy our souls from his word and with his truth, that it would be sweet like honey and rich like marrow and fatness. And asking for our daily bread, we are, we are praying, oh God, give us the bread of your word. Satisfy our souls with your truth and shape us more and more into the image of your son. Help us to long for holiness and for righteousness and for godliness more than we even long for our physical bread. You know, for all that God provides, there's still a daily need for more. We eat a meal. I don't know if you ever had a big meal and you said, I'm never going to eat again. We have all eaten again though, right? Even thinking about that story from George Mueller, those kids needed breakfast the next day too. And so we're, we're in constant dependence on God. And so we're reminded in part of this longing that we have that will only be fulfilled when Christ returns. That we will always be wanting and needing more until Christ's return. Our asking for bread now points us to the future. It points us to the future heavenly banquet, the marriage supper of the Lamb with which we will be satisfied for eternity. And as we pray for bread now, we're looking forward to that day. So a quick summary. We pray this, as, we, as we pray this prayer, we say, give us this day our daily bread. We are asking God to meet our daily needs. And in that, we're trusting that he is a good and powerful father. We're expressing our dependence on him and our contentedness in what he gives. But we're also remembering that he is the bread of life. That his word is food for our souls on a daily basis, and that one day we will feast with him for all eternity. Let's pray together. Father, we pray together, give us today our daily bread. We come to you as the God who is the source of all blessing, the father of lights, the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, who has created all things. And Lord, we know that you alone can provide all that we need in this life. And so Lord, we ask that you would provide for our needs, that you would meet our needs right where we're at. We pray for those, Lord, that are our brothers and sisters in Christ, and even those that are created in your image who are in need of daily food and clothing, who are suffering in different ways. Think of those who have lost jobs in the midst of this coronavirus. We think of folks in Bangladesh who are suffering from, uh, from floods. We think of those um, who just live from day to day and are dependent on, on others and ultimately, Lord, dependent on you. And we pray, Lord, that you would give them, give us our daily bread that you would provide for, our, for all in this world. But we know that you are good and you are loving. We pray that you teach us to be content. We pray that you teach us to be dependent upon you for all things. And Lord, we thank you that Jesus Christ 
is the bread of life, that you have sent him to save us from our sins. Lord, we thank you that you've given us your word that we can feast on daily and be nourished and grow. And we thank you, Lord, for the hope one day of feasting with you for all eternity. But thank you that you are a God who longs to meet our needs, that you are a good father. So we bring all of these needs to you and ask, Lord, that you would make us more and more dependent on you. I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.